Real rewind starting. Sorry. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, welcome, to, welcome to the latest episode of Real Rewind. I'm, I'm your host Callum, joined by George. Uh, I'm Alex. Hello. Hello. Okay, um, uh, so, uh, what have you guys been watching this past week? Uh, start, start this week with George. Sure. Uh, this week I haven't watched a ton. I've been somewhat busy. Um, I did rewatch Creature from the Black Lagoon, mm, like that. Um, which is still great. Uh, and then I, I watched Dial M for Murder, mm. the Alfred Hitchcock movie, um, because it's been ages since I've seen it. It's been like years and years and years and years and years since I've mm. seen it. So I, I rewatched that and then kind of got into a little groove. So I watched Marley after that. And uh, the man who knew too much, which I hadn't actually seen. I'd seen the like original one mm. in quotation marks, uh, but I hadn't seen the the later one. So yeah. um, it's very good. It's great. I mean, it's kind of classic Hitchcock, really. Yeah, I feel like we've seen you earlier. Like I've also not like watched a lot of Hitchcock stuff. So I, so I suppose when I was saying like I actually ended up watching a lot of those this week as well for these films. Hmm. Yeah, we were talking about. I was like, ah, oh, just yeah. rewatching Hitchcock, and you're like, oh yeah, I watched a bunch as well. Yeah, I, just, I, mean, I, I saw your letterbox and went, oh, you rewatched, watched, that's weird, watched them as well. Hmm. Yeah, no, they're pretty, pretty good. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I only watched that and, and, and the bird, the, I watched the birds. Quite like. The birds is a good one. Birds is good. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. Did you watch uh, Apex uh, last week? Not really. I'm trying to think if I did. I didn't. I don't think I really. Did watch anything else? Again, I didn't watch tons this week. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Uh, so Alex, I would watch past week. Um, not a huge amount. I'm like continuing with like chucking out and stay with my parents. What yeah. I did finish watching was the Alex Ryder series on Amazon, yeah. which is like pretty good. It's not yeah. great, but it's you know pretty good and enjoyable if you got nothing else to do and if you like the books. Go and, like, watch it. What I will say, because I sent, I sent a picture of this to George when I saw it, because I think this is hilarious, is it really, really plays itself right at the end scene. Because in the very, very end scene, this isn't like a spoiler, in the very end scene, one of the characters is wearing a t-shirt that says the book was better. And I can't feel, I, I can't help but feel like, I, I assume they were going for, like, a joke? But I just still feels like they're playing themselves really a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I feel a little bit like that might be the point. I assume as a mm. series based on the book, they found that T-shirt like this would be pretty funny. Awesome. Yeah. But even if they were going for it as a joke, it then just makes me feel like they didn't have much faith in this adaptation. Well, so well, like, well, no, well, I would put I, this in at the end to be like, yeah, that'd be fine. I, I would feel like that because I feel like if you try and make something better in the book, that kind of dismisses the whole point of doing it. I, I, mm. you know, yeah. I, I don't I, like. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I just find it really amusing that they were just like they get to the end of this like eight part season and were like, you know what, fuck it, the book is better. It really reminds me of um, did anyone? I don't know if anyone will remember because I read it's the similar kind of thing. But in X Men Apocalypse, when they go and I think they go and watch um, Return of the Jedi in the same oh, way, and, the... and as they're coming out, yeah. she's like, yep, yeah, it's confirmed the third film's always the worst. And I know that was supposed to be a dig at. Um, the third X-Men film, The Last yeah, Stand. Yeah. 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 Um, but then equally, I was like, do they realise this is the third film in the X-Men like reboot? 
and again kind of played themselves there and it just really reminded me of that but I just found it very amusing but yeah but overall the the like Alex Ryder show is, is like good if you want to check it out but that's just going to be end up what sticks with me but yeah I think like I've, I've, I've not really got my I, I, I didn't even notice it was, I didn't know it was about until you mentioned it actually so, um, you say it's on Amazon Prime as well do you want to say it's on Amazon Prime yeah yes yeah Amazon yeah. Prime I might look at that one. Yeah. But yeah, and I think um also from like cause when um we were talking to Alex as well um a couple weeks ago, I also ended up watching uh, the Breakfast Club um earlier this week again. And, oh yeah. Again, yeah, I, I really like the film, but um like, I remember like I've seen it in ages, and I got to the end and went, why did they all get to get together? Like I just felt like this is so random looking looking back at it. Ugh. And it, like especially the bit when um that that like the, like the uh, uh, like the, the weird girl, like they give her makeover, and then the guy goes, "I love you." Basically, I'm just like, "What?" Yeah, when yeah. she was already perfect without the makeup. Yeah, but yeah, so what I find funny though, because I'm like, not, like I think it's Acts Four. Like when you don't watch a film, some films, what if the films t- take place can, can take place over a long period of time, and then you understand why characters start to like each other. But then this film is literally over a few hours, basically. You try to tell me, but if I'm seeing her made up like with makeup, he's like, "Yeah, I love you now." I'll kiss you and everything. It's like. What? I mean that though. Really good film. Yeah, I mean it's what eighties movies did. Is they took someone who was already attractive and then were like, and now we put makeup on and they completely changed look. And they haven't really. It's just... <laughs> In order to find love, you have to completely change your personality. And like, yeah. and your clothing and stuff. And yeah, yeah. like Greece, Sandy, you have to wait, give away all of your character morals and your appearance and your personality, yeah. but you'll get to win this greasy head. Idiot. Yeah, that's, 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 that's fair, George. That's quite an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, watch that, and then um, also watch uh, the girl who left, who left, who left through time as well. Which like, the title is literally what happens in it. And she she does that to like change parts of her life, like life, and make herself better. And yeah, it's quite quite uh, quite quite a good film. Ah, oh, like the Mothman prophecies. What's that? Sorry, Mothman prophecies. Yeah, that was a. Like early two thousands, Ashton Kutcher film where he goes like through time. Oh, I've not seen that. Is it any, is it any good or is that just a Ashton Kutcher film? Not the not Mothman prophecies. What's the other Butterfly one? effect. Butterfly effect. I was going to say I was like Mothman prophecies. <laughs> no, that's a but uh, that's a Richard Gere film, I think, isn't it? I mean, moths, butterflies. I kind of see where he got confused. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. But it, isn't yeah. Mothman prophecies? Richard Gere looking at the Mothman. Um, I can hear someone typing. I'm looking, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm researching it now, don't worry. Um, but I meant, I meant the butterfly effect. I got the wrong. No, I understand why. Yeah, yeah, it's Richard Gere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I've not seen the Mothman prophecies though. And uh, do you recommend that film? I don't know. I can't really remember. Uh, no. Because <laughs> I saw it once a long time ago. I was like, cool. I'm not gonna get this again. <laughs> That's uh, that, uh, that is, that is fair enough. But yeah, and um, I think the only thing, yeah, like I said, I've watched that hip hop as well. I also watched uh, Vertigo, and um, mm-hmm. uh, I think the only other thing I flicked on, flicked, I flicked on as well was on telly was um, you know, uh, you know the film Lock um, starring Tom Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that. That one in the car or something the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those films where it's all you know, like yeah, one place and yeah. It's, it's, quite, it's quite a good one. I mean, you may watch just for his performance, but 
it's quite quite a good film. Nice. Um, I thought of something else I watched. Oh, go on. Because Seinfeld is back on Prime. Yeah, I was talking about that. Yeah. So I watched a couple of episodes of that. I will start watching that. I will start that watching was that. It's, the issue is it's it's like every show where it's like the first season, especially first season, but the first couple of seasons is them like finding their feet and getting used to playing it. But like, so it's always that thing of like, oh, season three onwards, it's great. And everyone's always like, what, season three? But that's just how TV shows go is often the first season is them yeah. trying to find their feet or whatever. But I, I enjoy all of it. It's it's great. Mm. I would recommend Seinfeld. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Like I said, like, I think like me and Alex both said, didn't we, that we, me and you have watched more like Friends and Harry Mother. We've not really delved into Seinfeld, have we? Yeah, no. So, but I mean... It is something that I'm gonna start watching. I think. Yeah, same. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Easy watch. I was gonna say, as a as an easy watch background, where you do something else on your phone or type thing, like it's still really entertaining if you just want to sit down and watch it. But also, like most sitcoms, I think it works as a sort of like you know half watch. You catch the jokes and the funny moments, and you don't have to pay like super deep attention for clues and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yes, that's what I watched this week. Um, uh, uh, I think, George, uh, 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 do you have a question what you want to discuss? Or topic? I don't have a question. There's mm. two things I've noticed recently in the news mm. that I thought we could bring up. Um, so the first is uh, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> who's obviously, who I always get the sense of is like a classic director. Like he shoots on film, he shot on IMAX, he... He literally wants the best cinema experience. Yeah, and there was yeah. a whole thing of he didn't release... He was like, oh, the Tenet trainer is shot on IMAX, so it's only showing before certain IMAX films. We're not going to put it on YouTube. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I, I watched it on YouTube. Well, yeah, they eventually put it on YouTube. But when it first came out, they were like, we're only going to show it in front of these IMAX films. Mm-hmm. And then after, like, three, four months, it then went on YouTube. Yeah, it's that oh, thing right. as well where, like, you kind of get where you come from, where it's also, like, you, you still need to have it on YouTube because that's how some people watch trailers. Well, I suppose. But also, I think there was this element of... Because also, all of the trailers don't really reveal what the plot is. I think there yeah, is an element of you don't really know what it's about, type thing. Like, yeah. Um, but then there's been a the whole thing of, um, with COVID, it was like, oh, Tenet's not going to get delayed. And it got delayed. Because all these other films have been like, right, from April, we'll delay till November. Yeah, Which yeah. Tenet was like, no, we'll go to, to June. I think it's been delayed to um, August now, I believe. It has been recently pushed back to yeah. August, but it's been a whole thing of the tenant will come out in cinemas. He's determined about this. Again, I think I get the sense that he's a director who is like, I shot at an IMAX. I want this. It's designed for this big screen thing, so it will happen. There's been people saying about like, oh, yeah, with Tenet definitely coming out in cinemas, that's going to be like the revitalization of the cinema when it reopens because. Tenant will be the best big film about yeah. all this stuff of like Tenant will save cinemas and stuff. That it seems like he's really like prestigious about how he releases and directs a film. But then yeah. the latest trailer for Tenet <laughs> was shown in Fortnite. <laughs> and then yeah, and then there was yeah. an event where they screened like three of his um, movies. It was the, the Prestige, Inception, Prestige. and um, there's one more. But yeah, like. Free yeah, they films. screened them free in Fortnite, 
So it's really what do you mean weird. they screened them in Fortnite? But basically, well, in yeah. Fortnite, there's yeah. like a, I think there's like a lobby. I don't really know when I play Fortnite. There's like a lobby with a screen, and you go up and stand there and watch the screen. So your character's not, your character's visible on screen. It's literally the exact same as your character. You've got going GCA, you you sitting your character down, looking at a TV screen. You're yeah. literally watching it like that. Yeah. Why? It's free though. Like it's a drive-in. I don't know because it's free and it's a drive-in. You could be like, oh, all your mates are going to sit down and watch it. I don't really know. Yeah, but they. I... they did it before of like didn't Weezer have a concert in Fortnite or something? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand I don't, like, they... I don't get it. I get the logic. I, like you know, like you're allowing people to watch a film for free completely on a free game and um you might expose some people to some films you might have watched before, but like you said, like Ice can now probably say it's just dumb like, you're watching in a game. <laughs> yeah, well also like Fortnite is annoying me now with this because you know the uh, uh Rise of Skywalker yeah, yeah. You know, like, the opening crawl is, like, the Emperor has called out or whatever it's done, and it's like, oh, yeah. the Emperor released the message, scary. And then yeah, it yeah, turns out that, yeah. Yeah, that they'd actually recorded the message, and they were like, well, can't put it in the film, let's just have it play in Fortnite. And I was like, why? Just... Uh, Wait, they have one play in Fortnite? Or the message? The, the message, yeah, so Emperor Palpatine's yeah. message that he's coming back play, played in Fortnite. Yeah, and then the opening credits just began as the Emperor's released a message, and you've totally heard it because you all play Fortnite, right? Anyway, and you know, Fortnite tries so hard to get in those like. I know. I don't think it like, tries at all. I think people references. people at his knees because it's like you get so much money from it. Well, that's the thing yeah. is that's what I was saying to Callum when I mentioned this of, um, because he always strikes me as such this like again. I won't release a trailer on YouTube because it has to be seen in IMAX. And then next yeah. time he's like, oh, stick it in Fortnite. I do wonder, I don't think that's him. I think it probably kills him inside to do it. Oh, yeah. I bet yeah. I was thinking I reckon like, it's some, yeah, some executive, some team have gone, we desperately need to, if we are going to release this, because I've also seen it, so it was originally going to release in July 17th. Hmm. Then they delayed it to July 31st, so like two weeks. Yeah. Now they've delayed it to August 12th. So they just keep pushing it back two weeks and not months and months and months. Yeah. That I think probably some executive is like, we need to have some push for this if we are going to release it. If you are determined to release it and you say, yes, I will, I will release it, I yeah. bet he is like, well, okay, if, you, if you're going to do that, you have to sacrifice this and we are going to market to someone. We've got this deal with Fortnite because it's the biggest game in the world, I assume, still. Oh um, yeah, I'm pretty it? sure it probably it probably is. Yeah, it's still probably. Popular. I don't know. It, that was GTA, but um, well, no, for like I think the most, most popular and also free game. Yeah. Um, well, I think back, like Fortnite is the most played game, right? Probably, yeah. No probably, idea. Probably, probably sure. uh, concurrent players. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I re- I I think it probably kills Christopher Nolan inside. I think. He probably cried a little bit. <laughs> yeah, probably. He has to release it in Fortnite. I just think it's do, so odd. Yeah. Uh, do you know what sort of mind you have actually? Because um, um, we, I think we all know that uh, uh, that Scorsese probably didn't want to put Irish on Netflix. I don't think. Well, I don't know because I, I reckon what it probably was is he was like, yeah, um, go into all these studios and was like, I'm going to do a gangster movie that's three hours long, three and a half, and I want it to start all of these actors who are a little old. But I want to do it in. I don't. Instead of casting, you know, a young person to play young 
Robert De Niro and then old Robert De Niro to play old Robert De Niro. I'm just going to do face-changing technology and I'm going to get them to play it through all the years because they're great actors. And I bet most studios were like, that's going to cost a lot. How well is that going to... And I bet it was probably Netflix like, well, we'll give you the most. So he was like, all right, I'll go with Netflix. I reckon. The thing with that Mitchell laugh though is that he actually said to people, please don't watch it on your phone. Just like, what's on Netflix? People can't watch their phones. Yeah, I think it's that thing. I don't think he was against going to Netflix. I think he was then was like, I'll go to Netflix, sure. But people shouldn't watch it on their phones. People should watch it on a TV or on their laptop or whatever. Which, like... Yeah. So I, I don't reckon he was annoyed about going to Netflix. I reckon it was... Netflix gave him the most money and we're also like, like to do the job yeah yeah and we're also like we'll release it in cinema so you can still get Oscar nominated yeah yeah um uh did he get any uh, uh, uh cinema release in England at all because I, I didn't see any pop up anywhere like near me I think it did well I think it's a thing of there's a minimum number there is a minimum number of screenings it has to have before it can be accepted into the Oscars and I can't remember how much it is but it isn't a lot I know it has to be, um, I think it has to be out for at least like two weeks or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But it only has to play in like a certain number of um, cinemas. I don't know, I'm not an expert. Yeah, yeah, But there's a minimum it has to be out and I think it hit that minimum. So I don't think, I think it doesn't have to be like a world world. I think if you play for two weeks of like a screening a night in three New York cinemas, it still counts as being released. Maybe, yeah. I, I'm sure there's probably some like written rule about you know what to do to qualify yeah there yeah there it is i think one, one actual word i didn't know is i didn't know the that fil- okay so the um there's a film needs to have a seven day theatrical run in a com- in a commercial theater in los angeles county to qualify for the oscars now i think one rule i found recently which i found a bit weird was um that to qualify for a feature-length film, you need to be at least, I think it's 48 minutes long. Then makes you realise, like, wait, so you, you, so you could qualify for a short film being, like, 47 minutes long? Yeah. This is a bit... It's, 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 I know, it's, it's quite a weird cut-off point, but yeah. But yeah, like, it's also, like, um, the rules are, like, um, qualifying... Because I'm not as well when... Have you seen, ever seen sometimes when actors get put into certain film roles, or like, categories where, like, supporting or, or like, um, lead, leading, and you say a thing like, but were they that? Were they... Yeah. Yeah, there, there's also a... Yeah, there is a judgment that has to be made, and sometimes it's... Very, the, the one that was a big one, I remember, not like a huge controversy, but people are like, what is going on? Is The Martian, when it was nominated and won all of the Golden Globes for yeah. like best musical or comedy. And everyone was like, is The Martian really a musical comedy? or comedy? But... Mm. Yeah. I mean, do you not remember the bit when he's on Mars and he just bursts out into Southern Dance? Well, yeah, he does make jokes and stuff. Yeah, but it's what we call he it. He is light-hearted, but also there's a lot of... Dra- that, that I remember that being a thing of like, ooh. Okay. Yeah, like... Uh, yeah, it's a bit weird. Or... It... I've I've noticed a few other acts as well where I can't think of particularly, but um, where oh well, one not not a huge one, but uh, was a film called Lion with Dev Patel, and he got nominated for supporting actor. When I think like, yeah, I get that it was him and like cause it was showing his him when he's old and him when he's younger, but um, I still feel like he would have been a leading actor in that. After I watched it, but I could be wrong, but I just thought it was odd. Yeah, I mean, it, it also is the thing of. Studios might be like, look, we have more chance of 
winning if we go into this category. So, oh, uh, not yet. Oh, if you, if they, oh, if you submit it for that instead. Well, I assume I assume it's probably a case of look, we're going up against DiCaprio and Robert De Niro and all these people in lead actor, but in supporting actor, we've maybe got more of a chance. That, that is very true. Yeah. So, have you guys heard about the two guys in America that made their own film for free on Steam and played it in at one cinema and then got the highest box office film for the week? So it's on Steam. On Steam? No, on oh, Zoom. Yeah. Sorry. sorry I know saying. what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't. We have not heard that. Have <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, two guys in America. So it's a guy called uh, Eric Tabak. I think that's how you say his name. Pro- probably not. Uh, but who's an actor and YouTuber, according to this. And his, and, uh, his friend, Christian Nilsson, I think. And they essentially, with a joke, were like, oh, literally anyone who released a film in cinemas at the moment could get highest box office. Uh, box office. So they did, and they made a 29-minute film. It's like a horror film called Unsubscribe, which they shot for exactly zero pounds on Zoom. And then they rented out a cinema for like, I think it was like three or five hours, um, brought all the tickets, because then, of course, minus the cost of the cinema, they then got all the money back from their own tickets. Um, I think, yeah, I think they like played it about five times in the time they rented out the cinema and then got highest box offing for the week of June 10th. Wow. Um, yeah. Impressive though. So, I mean, fair play to them. Like, can you, funny. can you actually watch the film? Is it online or anything or? Uh, I don't know. I'm, hang on, I'll read through this article. I mean, like, I'm sort of curious, like, is it like a gym? Like, did they sort of try and make a film or is this very like half-assed effort? Uh, I don't know. I feel like reading reading through this. I don't know. I'm gonna take a guess, but I reckon they probably did the best that they could With without Zoom. spending any money and doing the whole thing on Zoom. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna Google it see if I can find it. Yeah. No. What? What? So, what, so, so yeah. I was called uh, unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Yeah. When did that? What was this last week? Uh, it was, it was probably a couple of weeks ago now, actually, because it was June 10th was that week, so it was two weeks ago this was. I just um, heard it, like, last week. Yeah, I just searched, I just found, like, the video, I think, from, there's, like, um, CBS this morning, a, yeah. Yeah, there's a trailer? Oh, no, wait, 2019, that's going to be a different film. Are you sure it's called Unsubscribe? Uh, I found a trailer from, uh, like, 2020. Yeah. Whether there's another Unsubscribe... Who knows? Um, I think you can watch it on um, Vimeo, actually. Nice. I think I just find a link to it, which I think we should check, yeah. we should check out later. Um, <laughs> oh, that's quite interesting, that, though. Um, kind of curious. Because on a... I do know that there was one in, in England where, again, like, actual, like, paid actors, they did they did film, like, a... Yeah. A, yeah, they did film, like, a, like, a short film around social distancing and stuff, like, using Zoom and stuff. Um, well, they... they... Did that TV series, didn't they? Of stories told in quarantine or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't watch they have that. got. They obviously knew, know some people because, by the looks of it, the people in it are like legitimate actors. It's not like. Are they? Dave from Down the Pub and that lot. So there is. Uh, 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 Charlie Tahano's in it, who is apparently in Ozark on Netflix. Oh, right. 
And then Michelle Kerr, who apparently is coming out, is, is in a soon-to-be-released series on HBO Max. Oh, okay, I, I actually would watch it out now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it looks like, from, from this picture I've seen here, it looks like seven people on a Zoom call, and then I'm going to guess things start, they get haunted by books. Yeah. Yeah, there was another film that was like that. Oh, um, wasn't there like a whole Skype film? Yeah, somewhere. Like um, think... Was that the one was Unfriended? with... Yeah. I can't uh, is that the one with the guy from the guy who played? Oh God, the guy from he was in the new Star Trek films. Was it? No, no, that's that's, no, that's, that's a different, different one. one. That's called Searching. <laughs> yeah, that was all based on a computer though, as well, wasn't it? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it was just him. It was him using social media to find his daughter. I think. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Is that whole thing was like him set his computer? Unfriended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I vaguely remember. That. Is what it was called. It's a computer screen supernatural horror film. Ooh. A told through screencast. Yeah, I've seen it as a bit where Garp is handing a blender. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's also a sequel, actually. There was. I think there was two sequels. I'm not sure. Don't know why, but then, yeah, it was for the low mm. budget and they're not hard to make. Yeah, I imagine that's totally the case. Yeah, it's e- easy to do. But yeah, no, um,. Yeah, no, I definitely watched it. I'll send you guys a link to that uh, Vimeo thing I found as well. Yeah. Um, uh, hey, George, uh, do you have like, uh, one more story? I do. Hmm. Um, it's more of just a weird story that I found, a weird news story. Um, I like weird news stories. Hmm. Well, so a while ago, there was a book was released called In No Legit Homes. Oh. And I think it was... And it's a kid's book i think it's a series but it's about like sherlock holmes's younger sister yeah right um who solves crimes and all that stuff um and i've never read it or anything heard anything about it but then they announced that they're going to make a film of it and Mm. millie bobby brown was going to play in the jones and harry cavill was oh yeah i think i heard about this and that that was why i uh heard about it because it was something about she was going to be the youngest she was also producing it making her the youngest producer ever or something I don't know. It, oh wow um something like that and then they announced like oh henry cavill's going to be soup um not superman he is superman was going to be sherlock holmes which is an interesting cast oh now and, i really want him to turn up in the sherlock holmes film as superman as superman <laughs> um which you know i like henry cavill yeah. and i think that that's an interesting cast choice sam claffin claffin yeah it's going to be Mycroft. Hmm. Yeah, I think I saw a pop up on um, like I think my Henry Cavill's Instagram or something. This film. Yeah, and Sam Claffin, Claffin, how do you pronounce yeah. it? Anyway, it's Claffin. Claffin, Claffin, yeah. Claffin. Yeah. He's cool. He went to the same school as me, so I, oh. I like him. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Um, not at the same time, I will stress. I was going to say, like, yeah, I'm I'm 32. I don't know how old he is. But, and then um. Recently, they were like, oh, it's actually come to Netflix, which I didn't know. I don't know if that's a, a change. But then they're being sued yeah, by the estate of Sherlock Holmes. Oh. Yeah. So Sherlock Holmes is in the public domain, which is why yeah. Sherlock Holmes is the most represented character in film history. He's mm. the most played character. Yeah, it's literally like there's so many adaptations of it. And, yeah. But, because they also sued Mr. Holmes, but a According to the lawsuit, 
Um, works made before 1923 are public domain. Those made between 1923 and 1927 are still copyright. And they argue that Sherlock Holmes' emotional side was a late addition. So they are suing because Sherlock Holmes will have emotion. Yeah, I saw what? that. It was ridiculous, yeah. In the film. That's mad. Yeah, they basically said that um, his surprising artistic decision to develop previously stoic homes with emotion um, is, is copyright infringement. So him having That's friendship true. and him being respected women and being friends with Watson, they claim is still within copyright, even if the character isn't. So they're suing Enola Jones for showing Holmes with emotion. That's so dumb. Because like, so you said when you saw, uh, they all said to Mr. Holmes, and, and I, I don't understand like, how you can sue for... Uh... No, I, I mean, I assume they also did it for other Sherlock Holmes ones. In this article, it says they did it for Mr. Holmes, but I assume they must have done it for the Guy Ritchie ones because they show him with emotion. It's, well, it's just in claiming money. The Sherlock TV series, he has emotions at some point. Yeah, I don't... Well, I also don't understand what they... Because they're like, oh, they're usually stoic homes. It was shown as, like, warmer and able of friendship and that sort of thing. Yeah. But I don't know what the cut-off line is for him, between him being stoic and him having some other emotion. It's just in claiming money. How do they measure? How do they measure how emotional he is? If he smiles. I don't know. It's also weird that you can... A character is in the public domain, but yet... It, the character's emotions aren't. Yeah. Well, it's like the, um, uh, Frankenstein is public domain, but the version that most people might, like, jump off with, like, the grey skin and the bolt through the head is owned by, uh, Warner Brothers, I think? Universal, Universal, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yes. Yeah, but, like, Um, that... So they can sue it for that. But that makes sense, because that that is... Yeah, that... That's actually an artistic license, yeah. They took an image, and if people just recreate it, they're recreating that image. If they were like, yeah, Frankenstein's in the public domain, but him not having emotions isn't, then... Yeah. No, like, no I, I agree with you. That's insane. That's what I find weird. It's proper odd that they can sue... Again, Sherlock Holmes is the most represented character in history. He's been played by the most number of actors. He has a Guinness World Record for it. Mm. The, it's weird that they're now like, yeah, but if any of them show any emotion... We've got you. That that's crazy. It's, right. it's crazy, but also if, if if they can pull it off, like I I get why they're doing it. If money on it every time they make a film, but it's still um, dumb. Yeah, but like how like, I still want to know how they measure it. Is that if there's like a scene where they're at a pub or a cafe or something, and they're they're like one, two, three, four. No, that's more than four friends. That's it. We're suing. No, I think it's the argument of, like, even if he sat there, like you said, like, conversing with someone, if he's smiling, if he's crying, nothing else, that sort of stuff. Probably. It's still not not, not supporting it, but I'm assuming that's probably what they, what they do. They just nitpick. Yeah, but again, it's the thing of, like, oh, he was stoic, but he was able to smile. That, like, mm. you know, what? where do you cross the line between him being stoic and what this argue... This article basically says that after um, the war, Sherlock Holmes drastically changed because Kondor lost his son and that sort of thing that he became, like, warmer and friendlier and, and kind of that sort of thing. Um, he had... He became friends with Watson as opposed to, like, master and servant. First of all, sorry, not second world war, obviously. Um, mm. the, but where do you cross that line? Because, again, even with his stoicism, if they're, like... He's stoic throughout the whole thing, and it's like, well done, Watson, you are my friend. Can they then sue? Like, what is the... Yeah, that seems what's weird. 
do you, uh, I mean, I guess we'll have to update in the following weeks, but do you think they'll actually like successfully sue them? Oh, yeah, probably. So, yeah. Well, the, they also sued Miramax over the 2015 Mr. Holmes, which the lawsuit the was settled out Calvary. of court. Yeah, and it says the lawsuit was settled out of court, so they... Uh, Assumably got paid. It, it just, it just almost sounds like the, like the budget for these films now is just part of it has to, has to be like, all right, guys, make sure like home film uh, better be better, yeah. better be that lawsuit. Well, they're just like shit. There goes the advertisement money. Well, it's also just like I don't know because again, they must have done it for the Guy Ritchie ones as well, right? Or did they just let them slide? I don't know. Are they like he's not friendly enough in those ones? Yeah, maybe that's the reason he's such an arsehole in those films. In particular. Yeah, but then he still does have some elements of being friends. That's what I mean. Of like, he's maybe not as what like. Yeah, emotion is so difficult to judge. Yeah, like of, Watson, obviously yeah. Iron Adler as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, like him and Watson are still friends and that, and he still has warm moments towards him, and they kind of still make jokes, or whatever. But then he is also more serious and somewhat stoic, I guess. That it's like, well, how do you determine what that will be? I don't know. It's proper weird. I'd, I'm, I'm in, like, I think, like, so, like, I think we should definitely update it as we go. Like, I mean, if there is more updates, what, yeah. there'll probably be no other stories, and then yeah, when the film comes out, we'll like look at the Wikipedia page. It's like they settled out court. <laughs> yeah, probably. And that'll be it. But yeah, like, it, 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 like we literally might not hear about it ever again. Yeah, probably. I, I, I doubt. I, I just more saw it and was like, it seems odd to be able to. Well, copyright emotion. Yeah, there you uh, go. For any aspiring filmmakers out there who might want to make a Sherlock Holmes film, we've just sent you a lawsuit. You are yeah. welcome. Make sure he has no friends. And just nothing. Yeah. Well, hang on. Also, if you're an aspiring writer, write some stories where he's stoic. Uh, yeah. Your characters are boring, and then a little later, write emotion in them, and then you can always, and you've got longer off your copyright to claim. <laughs> Or I've got an easy way around this, just like basically make Sherlock Holmes, but just don't call him Sherlock Holmes. Well, again, there's been hundreds of Sherlock Holmes movies. I know. Mm. Uh, that uh, just make him stoic, I guess, I don't know. Mm. But I do, yeah, if you are a writer, write some books where your characters are really boring and bland. Yeah. And then wait 10 years. Or write all your books, and then a year, decades later, write one story where you say, like, and he had a scar on his cheek or something. And then if they ever put a scar in, then you, you've got them for copyright for even longer. Yeah. Then add emotions like 20 years down the line and you've got an extra 20 years of copyright. Yeah. <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah. Great, great advice from this podcast here. Today. <laughs> uh, I think also to uh, a, a, a couple of last things, like quick, quick things I sort of um, I've saw pop, pop up was... Um, about possibly there being a um, a female-led Parts Caribbean reboot star Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm, Mark mm-hmm. And the other one was that again, I think a complete rumor, but Margot Keaton possibly returning as Batman in, in, in a like Flashpoint film. Yes, I heard yeah. that. They seem to have really jumped the gun and reported that because I read so many articles that t- were titled like Michael Keaton returning as Batman yeah. in a Flash film, and then you read the article and they're like, well. They might consider him, and if they do consider him, they might go and talk to him, and then if they do yeah. that, he might say yes, and I'm like... This is why I sort of says rumour, yeah. <laughs> also, isn't that whole thing, shouldn't that be Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing him? Yeah. Isn't he Thomas Wayne in uh, 
Batman yeah. v Superman. Why are they definitely doing Flashpoint? Yes, um, well, or some some well, version. They, of that. They've mentioned it a, a lot. There's a rumor, lot, I think Alex said, where Jeffrey Morgan would be, you know, Batman, and then um, uh, the character who played like a, a comic like uh, Laura. Is it like Lauren Cohen or something? Like that? Yeah, she, uh, she'd be like a Joker version, wouldn't she? Right. Yeah, the, yeah. the Walking Dead cast. Yeah, yeah, no, Maggie at Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. But again, like, I, I, to be fair, I'd be up for seeing Mike yeah. Keaton as Batman again. Like, and Jeffrey sure. Morgan, I love him, so... Mm. I think he's quite a cool Batman. Um, mm. But yeah, and then I was reading another thing into it, and it seems that they're being like, it's that's going to be their way of setting them aside from Marvel, but in a different way that hopefully people will like more, is they'll set up this multiverse where they'll bring like, all their old properties back into it. Again, all rumours and stuff. Well, there's only so much they can do with that, right? True. Um, but, well, I guess this is where they're starting. To be fair, it might be where they start, and also where they finish, is bringing back the original two Batman films. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, they're, yeah. they're kind of it, I guess, aren't they? I mean, you could bring a George Clooney, but... Or Mark Kilmer. Yeah, Mark Yilmer. yeah. But... yeah. <laughs> You could... Christian Bale. You could Brandon Ralph Superman, but I don't know if that's necessarily... I don't know if Brandon Ralph Superman. Yeah. So they've already done that in the Arrowverse, to be fair, so that would be funny if they then did that in films as well. It does seem weird that they're doing Flashpoint already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, whether that's still the plan, originally I think they were doing it because they were going to use it to explain some, like, tweaks and reboots to the DCEU. So they were going to use that to explain why Batman was... Maybe not Ben Affleck anymore and things like that. Yeah, because what normally happens is that with Flashpoint, where they, they would tell the story, and then often when he, like, you know, quote unquote, fixes it, there's usually some changes in the, in the story. Well, yeah, Flashpoint led to the new 52. Yeah. So, like, it was used as an yeah. ending point to reboot into the new 52. Yeah. Mm. But it's just odd that they're doing that of, like, their first Flash film on their, like, yeah. fourth film. They're doing this yeah. big crossover storyline that reboots the whole universe yeah, yeah it, well, see i they're rushing yeah again they are but i kind of hope like i think that would be a really cool film if they like kind of follow the comics and you have like no see i think it would be a cool film if you had stakes establishment yeah, yeah. well like like there's you know part of the thing in flashpoint is that wonder woman and aquaman are at war or whatever yeah but i don't give a shit about seeing jason momoa as aquaman because i've seen him in one film and another film where he was trash where it's like, oh, if we were, if they did it in Marvel, where we're like, you know, each character's got like a trilogy behind them and that sort of thing, and there's stakes and you actually care about these people. But if in Flashpoint they're like, oh, Wonder Woman and Jason Momoa are having a fight and then Mira dies, oh, I'd be like, who, who what, who cares? Like that's oh, what I mean. Such I a get, fanboy. <laughs> I get why they're doing Flashpoint because it's a big storyline, but it's a reboot and it has stakes that they haven't yeah. set up yet. That's why Again, I'm like, I, I like don't think are... it will be a cool film because they'll be like, ah, oh, this person's back, and it's like, who? Who's this? Oh, all right, well, keep going then, I guess. Like, yeah. nothing's going to be cool about it. Yeah. Again, I, they're kind of rushing and they're jumping in with their big story, and but it's going to be like, oh, okay. That isn't. In Flashpoint, Cyborg is like their quintessential, like main hero or something. Who, who, who yeah, knows, if I, I remember knows. rightly. From... But it's like, well, cool. Yeah. Cyborg was in three scenes of Justice League, and he was alright in it, but he got really written over that I don't care about this. That like, 
Yeah. Mm. Last yeah. thing I was watching, you mentioned Cyber. I, I, uh, I watched Doom Patrol, which I, which I recommend, because that's actually a pretty good, pretty good show. Is it? It's got yeah, it's not bad. I, actually, I was actually pleasantly surprised. Sad. How good that was. I mean, I like it, so you might not, but you know. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, uh, got any last points before we finish up? Not really. No? No, I think I'm good. Cool. Yeah, everyone. Uh, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, uh, please uh, uh, let us know your thoughts, any questions you have on our, on our social media, on, on Facebook, Facebook uh, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll see you next episode where we are. Yeah, okay. take care, everyone. Okay. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Real Rewind, where you can tune into new episodes every Monday and Wednesday on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Anchor, and Radio Public. Please follow Real Rewind on Facebook at The Real Rewind on Twitter and Real underscore Rewind on Instagram. See you soon. <laughs>